This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. How you doing, Jason Glick? I'm good, John. Yourself? Not too bad. What do you have on tap for us tonight? All right, well, tonight is something that I've been, like, um, girding myself to talk uh, talk about for a little while because I got the final volume of this of this series see, a little while ago and just been waiting for, like, the right time to, to talk talk about the series in full. This would be um, Profit, the uh, relaunch of the old Rob Liefeld property by, um, like, by Brandon Graham. Like guy who's a very idiosyncratic and distinct talent um, working working these days. Now, let's talk about a bit bit about Liefeld. Now he's best known or infamously known as one of the uh, as coming coming to fame working on Marvel's um like um New Mutants um back in the day. He's the guy who gave us it's like you gave us Cable and Deadpool. It's like and um, launched um X Force um back that back in the nineties and helped like launch one of the big big like one of the biggest selling times in Marvel. And then he, along with several other creators, including Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane, it's like Eric Larson, Mark Silvestri, they just decamped. They decided, hey, you know, like we're not getting the respect we, we feel we deserve at Marvel, so now we're going to go form our own thing at Image. And um, from there, you know, Liefeld created um, other, it's like other characters that he and teams that he completely owned himself. Though not without a certain amount of controversy that you know even ended with him like you know being kicked out of Image for for a little while. He's a, a very like interesting personality, um, also a very controversial talent because, well, let's just say that he's kind of a an internal arrested adolescent, say in terms in terms of what he's been deliver, delivering over the years. Like you know like big like I'm um, big guys with big muscles. It's like I'm big guns. It's like that. Those are his those are his calling cards. It's like, and he's just been trading on that for like for years. So, and on one hand, like you know, it's like it kind of works because you know it's like he thoroughly believes in what he's doing, and you know, hey, like, and if you can do that, it's like then hey, it's like that more power to you. But at the same time, that's not really what I want from from my comics at all. It's like Liefeld is not someone who I was a fan of back. It's like back when I was getting into comics. It's like, and looking at his stuff today, it's like. You know, it's like okay. You know, it's like I don't, I have, I have yet to acquire the appropriate suspension of disbelief needed in order to fully appreciate his style. Some people have, but um, not me. Still, um, Liefeld is, however, self-aware enough that he realizes that you know, hey, sometimes the best thing you can do with the creators you've created is just you know turn them over to other creators and then just say, hey, do whatever the hell you want. This is why the um, like the only other like um, characters I've created for um, like significant um, characters I've collected from from Liefeld are the two volumes two volume reprint of Supreme, um, his um, Superman analog knockoff that um, that he did, which um, at one point he turned over to Alan Moore and based, and um, basically Moore just used that character to tell all the Superman stories um, he wasn't able to like at DC. And it worked really well, you know, well enough until like you know, Liefeld's company went bankrupt, and then Moore had to stop telling, stop telling the story he was doing in the middle of things. But hey, you know, it's like that's, it's like you know, letting Alan Moore run run rampant on a, it's like on on a, uh, on a, like a superhero character that that um, that he had a story he wanted to tell. Well, nah, it's only going to result in like good stuff. It's like more than anything else. So. But um, a couple of years back, well, in 2012, um, Liefeld basically did another, um, it's like um, relaunch of his 
it's like of his extreme properties like that's the name of the studio extreme studios because you know that's how he rolls and um one of the and um of the, of the titles that he, he there were four court court titles that there was um there was um a new supreme series that basically involved the last alan moore written issue before eric larson took took over and tell told the supreme story that he wanted to do you had glory from joe keating which i got the first volume of was not impressed passed passed it up um blood strike um by tim seeley which I heard decent things about but never it's like but never bothered to pick up pick up myself and then there's profit which um he turned over to graham and um this is this is kind of like the uh like the one that really that really caught on so to speak really it's like it never sold like in gangbuster numbers but it all but it did sell steadily enough like to allow like to run for for uh 25 issues um to a two issue strike file miniseries and then the concluding volume earth war which ran for six issues la last year so clearly um graham was doing something right in order to get the series to last this long um you know it's like i graham certainly is a guy who certainly has talent um it's like he he's got a, he's got a very very clean um like it's like very very clean weird style that, that i appreciate but um he's more about um style and substance basically giving you a, a really cool idea to think about and then just moving on to the next cool idea rather than just developing what like what he gave you right there now that's this is kind of like this is like this is the impression i've gotten from him after reading his two um image series um what was it oh king city and um, multiple warheads it's like basic real um works of style over substance but um uh, but the thing is I, I get the feeling the story of how um eric stevenson negotiated the release of um of king city from tokyo pop um to be, to be republished by image um is probably a more interesting story than the one being told told there which is all about you know like like a guy like a cat who you can do multiple things. It's like, and um, some sort of like ancient world, world-consuming evil. It's, it's strange. It's like I wouldn't have. It won an Eisner for being best reprinted work, which I think was more for the fact that like it had been able. It was that um, Stevenson was able to rescue it from Tokyo Pop more than anything else. But um, like I said, I, I think there's. I'd love to know like what what kind of negotiations um, Stevenson went through with um, Tokyo Pop head honcho Stu Levy because. When it was republished by Image, it still bore the Tokyo Pop um, logo on the spine. So there was some, um, it's like um, give and take there. So, but um, but with Profit, basically, I the um, the uh, thing about this was that I heard it was basically kind of like, you know, like really weird Conan in space. I mean, you've got a guy who was like who's like last to rely on his wits, it's like in order to um, survive in a um, feral alien landscape it's like that was actually like you know like earth it's like um ten thousand years in the future the, the former home of the great it's like of the great earth empire it's like and um he's going on trying to figure out you know how like how to bring bring it back and that was just the first arc think things are stranger from there as as um as graham reveals that there are multiple um versions of profit now the thing about profit is that <laughs> well 
I wasn't actually, um, I'm not dedicated enough to actually go back and read um, old issues of um, Liefeld comics in order to in order to understand this character. So <laughs> I just went to Wikipedia. Sorry, guys. And looking at um, looking at Prophet, well, he's basically Liefeld's version of Captain America, a homeless man um, living in World War II who um, who participated in a medical experiment from a by a time traveling scientist who turned turned him into a super soldier to serve a uh, to serve an evil um, dude, and then um, it's like then um, the scientist had a change of heart and turned. Um, profit into a uh, it's like a guy guy who's going to serve God, hence the name I guess, and then um, send him to sleep for for a couple of decades until he's woken up by young blood. It's like in the present day. It's like and there you go. So, you know, like Captain America by way of life, Liefeld. That's not really an inspiring a uh, premise. So like the idea that so that um Grant Grant felt the idea need to just ditch all of that and um do his own, like, Space Conan thing, that actually works pretty well. Now, there are certain other um, Liefeld characters that are like, that are brought back here, like, over the course of the series. Um, the Man Mountain, known as Badrock, who is who's revealed to have um, like, embraced pacifism and um, transcendence, growing so big as to become a planet, and then, like, trans- going up to a higher plane of existence, only to come back when... Um, it's like when he when he was needed and um die hard it's like um like a cyborg who was like who's lived who was basically lived through the 10,000 year period from the from the original series to the present like to the present day of like a prophet now the uh, the core story in prophet is very simple it's like it, it, basically the uh, earth great earth empire um once flourished like for like for several several thousand years but then it grew decadent, decadent, corrupt, ruled by its um, cruel and cunning um, prophet clones. That's another thing I'll have to get back to in a second. And it's like, and eventually it was put down by one of its by by one of its own former heroes, the great great grandfather John Prophet. And eventually, it's like, and that, and it's like, and then um, peace reigned for well, something resembling peace reigned for for a thousand years until the um, Earth. Earth Empire's um, protocols were reawakened um, by this um, by the prophet who we meet in the like in this new in this new series, and he um, brings the empire back, and they're slowly going to take take back what was once theirs. But at the same time, they wind up reawakening the old great 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 um, great great grandfather um, John Prophet, um, who it's like the one who took them down the, the last time. Now he's going to go and take take them down again. That's the uh, that's that's the core story right there. It's basically like you know, like good guys versus the evil empire. Oh, and it turns out there's a uh, shard of an of an alien intelligence that passed from a higher dimension into ours. And then a bit of its consciousness broke off, and now it's um, it forms a sliver of pain, like pain and alien intelligence that's traveling throughout the galaxy as well and also the the uh like the uh earth empire wants that to uh, help to help cement its rule as well um like i said the uh um graham well even though it's like i've been using his name a lot here he's not really the uh, core guy here i mean like in the uh like, even though he contributed 
He's rated R to it. He's listed as a uh, as like the as the main um, story guy here. He's also he also gives um story credit th- to all of his um co artists as well. This includes the likes of Simon Roy, Feral Feral Dyrimple, and um Giannis Milano Giannis. It's like over the course of the series. So it's like I want it's interesting to see like you know like a to see him you know give like give that that level of control to it. It's like. Like, like to an artist, does it actually result in a uh, more complex or telling story? Not quite. I mean, there are some, like there are some interesting tales to be told. It's like, like over the course of the series, um, such as the uh, the jam issue, which details Die Hard's um, ten thousand year struggle, um, the his solo issue with um, Ron Wimberly, where we get a um, like a nice like solo. I- take on one of it what he was doing over the course doing at one point one point a few like um like a few few hundred years back it's like like working working to save an al- some aliens from this one cultist or um or with roy doing a, a nice issue about two two prophets working at um cross purposes it's like one who is um still under the control of the uh earth empire and another who has gone native for lack of a better term um, but by, by uh, with working with a couple, group of feral feral ape humans, now it's like these stories are are simple. It's like you no, know, not not really offering a lot that we haven't seen before in terms of like you know science fiction conventions and 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 stories. Um, but they're done with um with a lot of style. It's like and a lot of invention in the uh, it's like in the art. Um, Milano Giannis showed that he was not ready for prime time, working on two issues of all new Ultimates at Marvel. But here he's got a like he's got a great um, detailed line. It's like um, it's like um, great detailed line work that I love seeing. Love seeing in action just to appreciate. It's like the detail and style he can bring to it. Um, Roy is um, fantastic. Um, whenever whatever issue issue he decides to contribute, it's like because it just just the level of detail detail and style that he brings to things it's like and the uh and the other artists who um who graham employs it's like they're pretty it's like they're definitely capable as well there's not a bad artist it's like in the bunch if nothing else like that profit you can buy you can buy um all five volumes of profit and just and if you are an art person someone who buys comics just to see really um interesting and strange art it's like you'll be you will go away satisfied just by looking at that it, um if you're one who's looking for a good story, well, okay, Profit isn't a bad story, but it does continue, for the most part, it does continue um, Graham's style of just throwing off, like, lots of, um, like, in- interesting little details um, about, like, about this world, but rather than actually um, going into, going into detail about them. So, so it's, so when he act so it's kind of like when, when they um, go back to uh, do the uh, Prophet Strikefile miniseries, and we actually get the uh, like get the um, history of the Great Earth Empire, it's kind of a relief. Or whenever like you know, we stopped for a single issue flashback, you know, about the likes of um, other solo prophets or die or die hard. It's like that's actually that com- that's actually that's actually pretty good too. It's like it's when he does decide to stop um, moving this um, you know fairly generic. Uh, plot about conquest forward it's like it works pretty well it's like and um when you get to the um climax um earth war which 
does does make a lot more sense um, when you uh, after you've gone back and reread all all four volumes. It's like I read this when I read this the first time. I was like, uh, okay, I've forgotten way too much for this to make any impression on me. But um, going back and rereading everything, it's like it's it. Like I said it does make it does hang together fairly well, but. It's just like it's still like a very simple story. I mean, even with all of its um, talk about um, like um, some of John, some of the one of John's empire um, antagonists, four-armed multi-mutox John, teaming up with one of the um, one of the um, empire's um, Earth Earth brains to transcend reality, where they meet um, one of Liefeld's old creations, um, Glory. It's like that's kind of like okay, this uh, this makes a little, this makes a certain amount of sense, but. I have no real emotional investment in these characters to really care about what they're going through. It's like, it's like I said, it's, if you're going to do a simple story, then you got to go balls out on, on the style and like to Graham and all the artists credit here. Yeah. It's like, they, they do pull that off. So, um, so ultimately, yeah, I don't think profit is a great series, but it's, but it's definitely different, and um, and it's a good kind of different the kind of kind of thing that kind of strange that you know, saying that we could that we could definitely use more of in comics. But also, you know, like you look at like someone could look at this and go, hey, you know what? You know, it's like this is cool, but you know, I realized like I could probably do something like this only better. So that's kind of an um, impression I hope that that the series fosters. You know, it's like hey, this is the kind like it's it's. It's weird, strange, but you know there's definitely room for improvement. But ultimately, the good kind of different. I I did enjoy the five volumes of profit. Um, I guess whether or not you will will kind of depend on whether or not you're looking for something um, equally strange in your comics diet. Does that include you, John? Sorry, I was on mute, so you probably <laughs> didn't hear a lot of what I said, um, which was... I heard nothing of what you said. Exactly. Um, no. <laughs> I don't know, actually. Um, so, uh, therefore, um, no. Fair enough. <laughs> so, um, so, do you recommend the series? Yeah, like I said, if you're looking for the for um, something that's um, that's different, that's the good kind of different, then yeah, go check it out. But it's uh, it's also like you know, like if you if you're looking for a, for a, like for a good, compelling original story, probably not not it. All right. Do you know what you're going to talk about next time? Well, it's another year, it's another um, major Spider-Man event. So oh. it's like, assuming that I can get things worked out with the U- with the UPS. Um, I'll have I'll be talking about um Spider-Man the Clone Conspiracy next time. All right, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. Later. Bye.